Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. You're welcome, Atlanta Braves, because if you beat the Milwaukee Brewers in the playoffs, you are destined to win the World Series. Rowdy, if three the, out of every three out of four times, Ebo, it happens every time. Yep, so 75% of the time, right, Rounds? <laughs> uh, before the Braves won, it was, what, 71% around Correct. there? Correct. It was five out of seven, and now we're going to <laughs> six out of eight. <laughs> it's... You're welcome, Atlanta Braves, who have won the World Series the first time since 1995, beating the Houston Astros in Game 6, 7 to nothing. Uh, give yourself a bow and give the Milwaukee Brewers a pat on the back, will you? As yes, every time, well, I should say three-fourths out of the time, when you beat the Brewers in the playoffs, you win the World Series. <laughs> Rowdy, what the? How is that possible? What the hell? What is with it with the Milwaukee Brewers? I know some of them were in the World Series, but still, I mean, that's not helping the cause. Uh, if you go back to 1980, what, 82? So, <sighs> World Series MVP also Jorge Soler. Um, what did he crank three bombs in their uh, six game victory over the <laughs> Houston Astros? <laughs> I just can't believe it, dude. The Atlanta Braves get it done. I uh, remember, and I think, are we going to have Dan from uh, Half the Battle, the Uf- our UFC Yeah, guy? he messaged me last night. I'll just say this. I was much kinder to him when he messaged me last night about them winning than I was when uh, he did it right after they beat the Brewers. Yeah, this was before. So Dan, who lives in Atlanta, going to join us for UFC 268, uh, I do believe, on Friday. Dan, great friend of the show, he had tweeted out, before the playoffs had started and the Braves were in that he's like my bold prediction, the boldest prediction I've ever had. My Atlanta Braves will be winning the world series. I laughed at him. I scoffed at him. I told him that last Friday. I laughed at him. Rowdy. uh, I hope you put down some money on that because we know Dan likes to bet on the UFC and some MMA. I hope you put money down on his prediction because yes, the Braves got it done. Did you think of all the teams that were in the playoffs? Where, where did the Braves stack up for you as winning the whole effing thing? Well, obviously they were pretty low because I thought they would lose to the Brewers right away. Yes. God bless it. I didn't think it, like. Probably, like, if I really had to do it off the top of my head, probably, like, the third to lowest odds of all 12 teams that made it. Where'd you have the Brewers? Just right above the Braves? I probably would have had the Brewers around fourth. No, 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 like fourth highest. Yeah, fourth. okay, fourth highest. And, yes, the Atlanta Braves, first time since 1995, get it done. Absolutely uh, unbelievable. I mean, you think about it. The Brewers entered uh, that World Series with, what was it, the fourth best record, and they totally tanked the last three weeks. Yeah, they crapped all the way down their leg and then uh, proceeded to crap down their other leg and on the ground in Ebo, the playoffs. I don't know what you're talking about. That offense was just humming. <laughs> they scored six runs in four games. That's a good thing they rested, right, Rowdy? Good good thing they rested and were healthy for the playoffs. As the Atlanta Braves said, you know, we don't really care. Oh, and by the way, we're going to keep throwing our aces every three days uh, until, unfortunately, they, I guess, break their leg. As What was it, Charlie? Was it Charlie Morton that broke his leg, Rowdy? Yeah. yeah. Well, he broke his, yeah. His fibia, whatever, tibia, whatever the hell he broke. I think it was fibia. The Atlanta Braves, the newly crowned champions, 
Jorge Soler, your MVP, uh, towering, thundering, three-run, third-inning homer off of their starter, Luis Garcia, for the Houston Astros, giving the Braves the early lead. Now, I thought maybe they would have done it on Saturday, the Atlanta Braves, Rowdy, because the uh, who hit the grand slam? Who hit the grand slam for the Braves in the first inning? Whatever it was, the Braves were up 4 to nothing in the first Adam inning. Adam Duvall. Oh, was it Duvall? In the first inning of Game 5, Strohs come storming back, but last night, uh, no, no, the Braves would not be denied as uh, ATL goes up early in the third. Three runs in the third inning with that Solaire home run. Another three in the fifth, and then they do a little insurance in the seventh. As, uh, let's see, Freddie Freeman was a beast at the end. Solaire, then Swanson, then Freeman in the fifth and the seventh. Freeman with the, the dagger in the seventh inning of the home run, Rowdy. COVID survivor, by the way, as the Braves win. What do you think? I just can't believe that um, going into the playoffs, the Milwaukee Brewers, obviously, they had... Corbin Burns, who still, obviously, the Cy Young Award hasn't been announced yet, but he's a favorite. Mm-hmm. You have Brandon Woodruff, and you had Freddie Peralta, where your top three. Not to mention, you also had Adrian Hauser, and you had Eric Lauer, who were throwing the ball extremely well in the second half of the season. And the Braves went with basically a three-man rotation and beat you with Charlie Morton, with Max Freed, and Ian Anderson. And you know who their fourth starter was? Whomst? Their fourth starter, who, by the way, did not start very many times. I think he started once, maybe, because uh, they ended up going with a couple bullpen games instead. Yeah. You know who that fourth guy was? Whomst? Drew Smiley. Drew Smiley. Oh, my. Brody. Like, yeah. How old is he? 32. Drew Smiley. Drew Smiley. From Little Rock, Arkansas. We're trying to send Charlie. Drew Smiley. The Atlanta Braves, Rowdy. Well, here, here's, here's here, check this out. Our MVP, Christian Yelich. <laughs> oh, Drew Smiley was. Ugh. Yeah. Do you want to give a little no, basically, diatribe on Drew Smiley? Basically, quick? Drew Smiley was a guy that was a big time prospect, like close yeah. to a decade yeah, ago. a long time the, ago. For the Tigers. Pitched well for like a few years. Had some bunch of elbow injuries kind of resurfaced a few times, like nothing like he was before, but for the fact that he's like 32, 33 and now is all of a sudden your fourth guy. And he's had like at least two elbow injuries. Wasn't he in the Brewers minor leagues for a second? Oh, I don't remember. I feel like he was tied to the Brewers somehow. Um, get the research department on that, but I'm sorry what you're saying about smiley, but that's, that was your fourth guy. And we literally just listed five guys that the Brewers had and you couldn't even beat them. Well, I I have a I have a inkling of why. There's a guy named Christian Yelich for the Milwaukee Brewers. He did sign a minor league deal and started three games in AAA for the Brewers in nineteen or in 2019. Really? I thought he I thought he had a tie to the Brewers somehow. So there it is, minor league deal for just. And then he opted guy. out of his minor league contract in 19 because he didn't make it to the majors. <laughs> and that was in 2019, folks. We're in 2021. And now he is a World Series champion. Correct. And was their fourth starter. Oh, the Brewers. Uh, so, Rowdy, here's my inkling of why the Braves won. And the Brewers had better starters. Had a better bullpen. Well, here's the thing. Christian Yelich, our MVP, or I should say just the entire team as a whole. What could the Brewers not do? They could pitch, but what could the Brewers not do, Rowdy, uh, in the playoffs or in the final couple weeks of the season? And that's hit the baseball. And Ho- that's the thing that the Braves actually did. Jorge Soler hit 300. With three homers, six RBIs, and three walks during the World Series. 
He is the sixth player with three go-ahead homers in a single World Series and posted a slugging percentage of 800. I'd actually be surprised if any Milwaukee Brewer hit 300 in the last three to four weeks of the season, including the postseason. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, That's why the Braves did it. I mean, obviously they had some, you know, some good pitching, but they had offense. They had offense. The Brewers did not. Yeah. So like every time when the Milwaukee Brewers have made the postseason, it's always their offense. That's doing really well. And we're like, if we only had pitching, if we only had pitching. And then finally this year we had, we got the pitching and had one of the better pitching staffs in the league. We had the pitching. And then they couldn't find any offense. Nope. And nothing. That's when John messages in here and says, if they don't improve their lineup for next year, they won't win either. Hey, good morning, Johnny. Uh, was that the, was that John who was trying to get a Kurtaburger in Sun Prairie and then got denied? Yeah. John, you didn't miss anything with a Kurtaburger, my friend. You did not miss anything. Rowdy, by the way, uh, we'll talk uh, what the Brewers need to do, obviously, it's with what just Ooh, happened. Actually, in the future, too, I think uh, end of this week, I'm probably going to reach out to Ethan Small and Joey Weimer, both minor league players of the year for the Milwaukee Brewers. Obviously, one pitcher and one uh, hitter. Hell yeah. Uh, let's see here. Awesome, because uh, it was Joey Weimer that joined us when he got drafted, right, Rowdy? Yeah, I think that was sitting in on his porch, June of 2020, when nothing was going on, not even not even MLB baseball. Yeah, he just had marble racing, and um, I think that was it. We got a message here from our guy Dominic. Good morning, Dom. What's up, brother? Uh, he says, "Does Dusty Baker have the worst luck trying to win a World Series?" I mean, some people would say he's got the worst luck, or some people would just say he's just not good enough. Uh, he was a World Series champion himself in 1981, but then his coaching career, uh, managing career, yeah, that's that's tough. Maybe it's because uh, you know he didn't get the magic of the toothpick, and he was wearing his weird latex gloves. Yeah, his COVID gloves. His COVID gloves. I, I still am kind of and how about confused how, on that can, one? Since we're talking about the confusion that is Dusty Baker, <laughs> yeah. He's got the weird COVID gloves that he wore most of the time, and he wore a mask some of the time. Other yeah. times he wasn't wearing it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, yeah, you let the toothpick fly, dude. Makes uh, zero sense. Let's see here. Dusty Baker, his managerial record for this. I'm just going to go all the times he lost in the playoffs. 1997, this is all this is the Giants. Lost in the NLDS. 2000, lost in the NLDS. Uh, 2002, lost in the World Series. 2003 with the Cubs, lost in the NLCS. That was Bartman. Yeah, that was that was a good one. 2010, lost in the NLDS with the Reds. Uh, 2012, lost in the NLDS. 2013, lost in the Wild Card uh, with the Nats. 2016, lost in the NLDS. 2017, lost in the NLDS. 2020, lost in the ALCS. 2021, lost obviously last night in the World Series. You know what sounds like he should be managing? The Brewers. <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers. But every time he lost, uh, let me just make sure. Every time he lost besides three times, he finished first in the NL West, NL West or NL Central or NL East or AL West, Rowdy. So he had a lot of first place finishes, but then, as the Brewers would do, lose in the DS for the most part. Oh, my God. So there you go. Uh, we'll talk, you know, Brewers, what they need to do. What Johnny say again? Uh, what John say? That yeah, they're not going to win next year if they don't improve their lineup. Like, look at what the Braves did. So we said that they had three 
solid pitchers going into the postseason and Char- uh, Charlie Morton, Max Freed, and uh, Ian Anderson. Well, look at their lineup. Pretty much everyone on their lineup mashes the baseball. Yeah. They're outside, all mashing. Outside of maybe you could argue a couple guys. Uh, let's see here. Rowdy, I'm just uh, Rosario, 227. Soler just set at 300. Freddie Freeman, 318. Uh, Riley batting 320. Duvall was 208. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, and you can't even look at Rosario at 227 being like, oh, that was poor. Remember the guy earlier in the playoffs? He was absolute money for Yeah, him. he was a monster. And now uh, Jack Peterson, uh, earlier in the playoffs, it was Jack Tober. He was crushing, but Jack Peterson in the play uh, World Series 067. That's I mean, but he was a beast. Yeah, he was a he was a beast. He was a huge part against the Brewers and uh, early in the in the NLDS. Yeah. LBs was 238. Um Swanson 200, but all these guys Yeah, but all of them provided power yeah. too and pop. Yeah, they all slug in power everything and they were the reason why a lot of them along the way of how they got there and why they got there and why they won the World Series. Something the Brewers absolutely could not do. Uh, Max Freed going last night, Rowdy, six innings, four hits, six strikeouts. Get it. Uh, Big Willie style, Will Smith, former Brewer, getting it done at the end there. Well, and Matzik stepped up huge yeah, out Matzik of the bullpen. In there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. If you beat the Milwaukee Brewers... You have a 75% chance now of winning the World Series. They had the majority of their hitters step up, hit the baseball well, whether it be in the NLDS, NLCS, or the World Series. Like you said, they kind of rotated and took turns. You had those three solid pitchers for the majority of the postseason, and you had like three or four relief pitchers, Matzik and Will Smith included there, that showed up and, and pitched really well. And guess what? They won a World Series. Yep, Big Willie style all in it. The Brewers had all of that too, except for the hitting. <laughs> That's why they lost. And you know, here's the last time I checked about it. If you want to win baseball games or any sporting event, you got to score more points than the other team, right? That's, and to do that, you got to get. It's a good rule of thumb. You got to get men across the plate, and in order to do that, you need to hit the ball. And the Brewers, unfortunately, could not hit. The ball. And weirdly enough, I don't know if they're really going to do anything, the Brewers, that is, this offseason. Yeah, we'll talk about it coming up because they got to do something. There's a, they, they have the window. They have the pitching. They have the window. They have to get the bats. The sounds yeah, of gone. Foo Fighters Ooh. ever long. We welcome in the Prince of Wisconsin Hockey, Barry Richter, and the Wisconsin Hockey legend that is Mark Strobel, associate head coach as well. Good morning, boys. What is going on? Oof, good morning. Good to be here. Strobes, nice to have you in, man. Oh, thank you. Very, always a pleasure. Great to be here. All, All right, so know. I was at a concert last night, Silverstone Pickups. I don't know if you're familiar, Barry. I'm not. Were they, were they good? Yeah, they're, I mean, they've been around since the uh, middle 2000s. Really good. They opened up for Foo Fighters a long time ago uh, for Summerfest. Check them out. Carnivus is an album you should check out. Uh, Strobes, how about the win really quick for your boys? We needed that one big time. Yeah, you, that that uh, may have saved a hockey season for us. Uh, we're going to talk about it coming up. Yep. But first, I was getting some uh, during my times at the concert last night. I was getting some text messages from you guys. You guys are all over some podcasts <laughs> lately. Bear, we'll start with you. What uh, what podcast were you on, my man? Yeah, well, there's a there's a like a Broadway or Broad Street 
um, I don't know what it is. It's the, for the blue shirts of the New York Rangers, but as a podcast that a, a Ranger, a New York Ranger. Um, Wouldn't Broad Street be Philly? That's Philly. Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> Broadway. Thanks, it's a little nice, early. Nice Sorry. catch. Don't <laughs> have my coffee this morning. Yeah, Anyways, I need uh, it too, brother. They interviewed former Rangers, and uh, so the guy called me up, and I'm like, are you sure about this? And he goes, yeah, we, we interview people that have played one game. Up to, are you sure about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got the right guy? Yeah. <laughs> me? Me? So, yeah. yeah, no, it was fun. It was just fun to reminisce and go back and go through history of, uh, you know, that was the first team uh, I played with, and uh, I was a black ace on the Stanley Cup team 1994, which is basically you're a practice player and just uh, – Waiting for injuries before you get in the lineup, but that never uh, occurred. <laughs> Did but, you ever pray for a guy to get hurt? Uh, not, no, not very. No, <laughs> no, He's too nice. Yeah. Never, never. But it was just good to go What's through. What's it like the being a black ace? Do you have to watch like a lot of tape of who the guys you're going against, and then like like do replicate them, or are you just trying to give it 110 percent in practice? You're you're just going hard in practice and staying. Go, you're on early. You're on late, and uh, you're in. Uh, you're essentially, all, like on call. You're basically on call. Yeah, you're just on call, and you're you're probably about three deep in terms of uh, injuries. But yeah, you never know. But there's also they're also looking at you for next year and everything. So you got to have good habits, Ebo. You got to have. I was going to say, like, if you're on call, um, you're probably not out partying, like you know, in the New nope. York scene. Got to have good habits. And you, know? you get the Stanley Cup bonus. Yeah, I did not. I oh, got, oh I got, whoa, 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 whoa! Bad agent. What I got, I got, <laughs> I got an extra per diem, which is good. Right, extra per, oh, diem. Extra per go. diem. What was that? Like twenty bucks? And I got my jersey. <laughs> so and I got my twenty seven. It was you in part New York. Of a travel squad. Twenty seven. Yeah. yeah. So uh, back then, so so tag, uh, practice, or should I say, black aces nowadays? There's about ten of them, but back then, you know, a long time ago in '94, it was only like three or three of us that got called up from Binghamton, New York to the Rangers, and uh, so it was great. We were in every single meeting. Mike Keenan was the coach, and we traveled with the team, and uh, just phenomenal to be under Mark Messier's leadership, to see him in the locker room, to see him uh, rally the troops. And uh, they won the Stanley Cup. It, they haven't, that was the first time they won the Stanley Cup since 1940, so it was a huge thing. It's the Garden long. is great, Madison Square yeah, Garden. it's because of you, Bear. All right. <laughs> and then Strobes. Barry, Barry's obviously, you know, dipping it. Barry's been leading questions here when you've been in. It's been awesome. And Bill Nagy was in last week. Barry was asking him questions. Barry's really good on the mic. Strobes, <laughs> you're no stranger yourself. RJ sent me a screenshot of you a couple games ago uh, with the headset on. And the, uh, was it the Big Ten Network that Strobes was on? Well, that yeah. was like two yep. or three weeks ago. I did uh, three years of a moonlight job there, yeah. Strobes, I was looking, out of coaching for a few years. Uh, team handsome on the broadcast. Well, dude. I appreciate that. I mean, <laughs> Same as you, Bear, obviously. I, you know, it's all in the eye of the beholder probably. but uh, <laughs> No, I, it was on the fly. I did three years of uh, Big Ten Network uh, doing some ringside reporting. So, Well, now you're dipping your toe in this podcast as well, Strobes. What were you on? Yeah, there? his I'm name was at... Jim Lindroth, I believe. He's a Boston Bruins fan and... He did this, uh, believe it or not, out of uh, Alabama. I think he's down south somewhere, or Oklahoma, Tulsa, maybe. I don't know. He, he, uh, yeah, he basically um, had sent me a note on Twitter and asked if I join his podcast. It was about forty minutes, and we talked about it again. You don't, the, you don't use Twitter much, though, Strobel. I do don't you? zero. I don't think I've tweeted once. I kind of like my an- anonymity. Yeah. Uh, you're always lurking, you know. Though, aren't Coach Osiki's more of our Twitter guy uh, with the staff, and then. Paul Capo Bianco does a good job for Badger hockey, but uh, look at this picture you did. He's handsome. Yeah, thank That's you. That's when he won the '95 playoff championship. Look at that. Look at uh, that. Actually, you still got that hat? St. Paul Civic Center. I don't. I have that thing. Might have got full of beer that night somewhere, <laughs> and it's probably on Seventh Street in the sewer in St. Paul. 
That is, that is, you guys are pretty, I mean, aging like fine wine, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had so. kind of the baby face. I was one of those old, uh, 21-year-old seniors, you know, I was a true freshman, so. Um, yeah, a lot I, of guys I go to college for seven years. I couldn't get into a bar until my senior year of college. <laughs> I'm going to steal a Chris Farley <laughs> quote here from uh, Tommy Boy. A lot of guys go to school for seven years. Yeah, they're doctors. Strobes. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I, PhD. <laughs> PhD and whooping ass. All right, so. It happened. I loved it. I texted you Friday night. I knew you were fired up. I, thanks for taking a little time out to respond to me, Strubs. I felt like I was very humbled that I got a text from you after you guys beat Michigan 4-2. to You said season saver. Tell me more. I think so. I mean, uh, you know, we're a team that's fighting its identity here slowly, and uh, I thought it would be much faster. We have to rely on our veterans and the Tarek Bakers and the Brock Caulfields and the Ty Inamotos, and they have to carry us, and Right now, it's just been, um, you know, you know, it's a work in progress, and so scoring goals has been our difficulty. Uh, the power play has been lackluster at best, so uh, we've all had to step up our, our our trust. Yeah, you know, and then execution. That's what everything comes down to, really. Is you know, you can set up plays, you can uh, draw this up, draw that up, change four checks, uh, put different personnel out there in certain situations, but unless you're executing, um, you don't get the results you want, and I think uh, our goaltending has been better as of late, uh, which helps a lot. But those guys have to bail us out sometimes too. Uh, but that game really for us personified what we need to do all season, what we've been preaching, how we have to play. And we won the game in the neutral zone. And, you know, for the non-hockey fans out there, it's basically like, you know, making sure that nobody comes at you with odd man numbers, you know. Mm-hmm. So when your your defensemen are looking up ice, they don't have four against two or uh, three against one. It's we had numbers, so it was always us outnumbering them through the neutral zone, not letting them build uh, confidence in their uh, skill work or their speed to make plays. And we and we killed plays all the time when they entered our zone, uh, and that gave us a lot of success. It frustrated them, and that has to be the same recipe here against Minnesota because they're built the same way Michigan is. They want to get up and down the ice. They want to activate defensemen so they have numbers coming at you and they can make plays and get pucks to your net. But if we track them, uh, it used to be called back checking. Now we call it back pressure or tracking. And if we what can outnumber them, check? it's it's uh, us being smarter than the game as coaches. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we got to reinvent uh, verbiage. <laughs> okay. So basically, uh, yeah. So so we track a lot and uh, we do a lot of drills in practice back where check. We, we can yeah, yeah I, I still know it as back checking. You can, hey, hey yeah. you're in the circle of trust yeah. here. You can call yeah. it back checking here. Yep. So what's the I watched Thursday's game because I was on Big Ten Network and uh the, the Friday game was not. It was on Big Ten Plus, you know, or something like that. But what was the difference between I watched that game? You know, looked like a lot of you know, a lot of the shots were getting in, getting into the gut of the goalie or in the pillows. But what's the difference between that loss and turning it around the next? What did you do? Did you was it just a matter of scoring or um, goaltending? Goaltending was better. Structure was better. What was the difference between Thursday and Friday for people that you know want to know playing against a high powered team like Michigan? Yeah, truthfully, we got a we got a few bounces. I mean, uh, there you go. I think you know we we pressured their goaltender a lot. Uh, he loved to play the puck, Portillo and. So we finally kind of figured him out, and actually one that he tried to play and shoot up the middle, it hit Tarek Baker right in the belly, dropped to the ice uh, right on Tarek's stick, and he pumped one in an open netter. Mm-hmm. And that goal kind of changed our confidence, I thought. Like, hey, we finally got a bounce. And then we kind of um, we worked off that. But our, our big message, it's no secret, how we have to score this year uh, is our defense creating our offense and then net presence, puck to net, 
second, third effort rebounds. It's not we don't have the skill like we did last year. And what was it last year like scoring? It was like, hey, I think you had mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. It was like, hey, you know, Cole Caulfield, go get us a goal. Was that was that how you guys scored? Well, yeah, and then you have Weisbach and Holloway yeah. and Bice, and those guys can set people up. And you know, when when it was Cole in the goalie, he could pick a corner and bury sure. it. And now you're up one nothing. Well, you know, a few guys here right now, it's they just don't have that prowess. So uh, well, you said it, you're finding the identity, right? You're yeah, finding yeah, the and it has to be net screens. It ha- so Max Johnson scores a game winner, and it was a puck to the net. It was a second chance, and then it popped out again. Third chance, he buries it because he was in the right spot. It's F three in the soft area. Sandy, net. yeah. But but we had Sandy. but we had uh, gritty bump, oh, yeah, yeah gritty grit. sandpaper the grit, the grit factory and, and that was a message yeah, that was a message we continue to preach <laughs> so whether you got to take a cross check in the back uh, a spear to the gut a punch to the face. That's what we guy. have to do to to have success, and then you can't react. You know, then, then the mental toughness has to kick in to say, "I'll let them." You know, beat the heck out of me, but in the end, we'll get the reward by scoring. You know, a road goal and and get out of there with the win. And and that was more the message we sent: going, you got to pay a price, you got to stay disciplined. But you know, again, we have to outnumber them to the puck and then transition. Mm-hmm. And and I thought it it was really well executed, and we got to do it every day. Strobes, I'm getting fired up. <laughs> Is, do, you, do you like practice these in the mirror before you go out and like do an interview or before the, the team, or does this just come naturally? No, this is. A lot of years of meditation and uh, <laughs> growing, growing your confidence because you're going to fail in things. And and uh, what I've learned is it's it's the people that continue to keep getting back up and believing that be ready for when the worm turns, and then the momentum kicks the other way. And I believe in that every day. Yeah. So right now, yeah, it's 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 not where we want to be yet, but I know it's a long season, and I know we have to coach. That's how, that's what we do for a living, and we have to grow these. Uh, players into believing that they can have success, but they got to do it a certain way from the experience we've had as coaches to uh, take the team you have and then build the best possible scenario how to have success out of it. I love it. The one that always sticks with me is men are men and ice is ice. That one still that one right. still hits, yeah. cuts deep for me. <laughs> All right, so we got Minnesota coming up. It's a red out at the Cole Center here on Friday. Minnesota, when it comes to the golfers, this is this is the rivalry, right? This is big time, right, Barry? This is huge. This is big. I mean, this is uh, and Strobes being a Minnesota boy, yeah, from St. Paul, uh, Minnesota. I mean, this is. Uh, Wait, we, we don't confuse you with Minnesota, right? You you specifically St. Paul, right? We East don't... side of St. Paul, that's yeah. correct. It's a, it's a city that's in a state that's connected to Wisconsin. Okay, so yep. Strobes is Barry. Strobes is St. Paul. Okay, not St. Paul. Paul. Yeah, I got another boy, Ole, out there listening. He's from Brainerd, Minnesota. He's a big, big Badger hockey fan too. So Ole's listening. He always listens to you guys. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. Yep. What's yep. his name again? Ole. Ole. Is he a good Norwegian? Ole's Norwegian, and uh, he coaches just... Wanakee High School hockey. I was oh, just telling yeah. Ole and Lena joke the other day, and no one laughed at it. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, he, you're Norwegian. He, hey, I am Norwegian. Yeah. You might By the way, break. does he like Lutefisk? Ludafisk and then left side. Yeah, we yeah, got to yeah. talk Lefse. about the left side. Luda Thanksgiving yeah. is coming up. Strobes, you a Ludafisk guy? No, no. What do you mean? You just haven't. That had stuff's it made, right? uh, it's kind of it's sits lie. and lie. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't do that. Oh well, Strobes, you said men are men and ice is ice. Men will eat Ludafisk, okay, and lie. Uh, okay, I'll try it. I okay. will try it for you one time. I'll have Grandma Johnson make it up for you, real good. Yeah. Okay, with nice butter and some homemade lefsa, and we'll uh, we'll, I'll watch we'll it back. Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I think we'll have a, like a little. Yeah. You know, maybe some tricky sandwiches with Ludafisk. Hey, Grandma's Lefse. been passing on her left. What do you wash it down with? Like a line and cool or something? Or? You can get Aquavit. It's a Norwegian liquor. <laughs> okay. Oh. It's a. Uh, 
Get you going a little bit, though. Put some hair on your chest, if you will. <laughs> All right, so boys, Minnesota's um, Bear. When you and, and, and Strobes, your time playing with Wisconsin, was it Minnesota the team that you guys were always like throttled to play against? I mean, obviously oh, yeah. everyone, but that's that's the that's the team to play against. It's it still is, and uh, I think the last couple of years the rivalries uh, ratcheted up a couple of notches. Um, which is great for the game, and uh, so it doesn't matter. You could be in last place, first place. It's still going to be a tough two-game uh, series, and you got to be ready to go. So hopefully, a lot of fans come out and support it's the a team. Red out, and red they're out coming out, out of the off the Michigan win, so I'm looking forward Huge. to watching these games. So Strobes, uh, I know when you're not, you know, here entertaining the masses, there are millions of fans <laughs> out there worldwide, and if you're not, you know, coaching the Wisconsin Badgers, you're recruiting. When it comes to recruiting, do you ever go into that fertile ground in Minnesota and be like, hey, come to Wisconsin? Well, uh, ironically, as you say that, when I got off the airplane from Michigan, <laughs> I, an airplane. I took a little nap and then uh, drove five hours to Shattuck St. Mary's, which is a prep school in Fairbolt, Minnesota. And ironically, Barry was there with uh, Team Wisconsin U15. So playing that out? or that just No, I, it was kind of... Uh, uh, we um, I'm, kindred spirits. The yes. Meeting. Yep. We have one commit uh, out of there um, on the prep team, and then we're uh, definitely zoning in on a few other players at that program. They have a U15, U16, U14, and then a prep team program there, which is produced the likes of Jonathan Taves and Zach Parisi and several players over the years. Sidney Crosby played there, so they're a factory in Minnesota right now. But they're actually globally grabbing kids from around the world and and it's very expensive play there but it is a hockey factory so i was there for two days uh, after the michigan series and then drove back sunday so um do you have a hard time pulling guys out to like hey forget minnesota if they're on the trail too of that player like come to wisconsin is there like a yeah yeah between? you know what i i just sell what we have to sell you know yeah. and i want the kid to want to come here and want him to to believe in what we're uh selling and and what madison has to offer in our university as well as our uh athletics so you know I, I have a lot of respect for Minnesota. They're going to continue to always produce great hockey players, and yeah. uh, their program's um, obviously always good, and they're going to get their share of top talent. Um, for us, it's got to be about us, you know, and, and the strategy and then the execution on how we beat them. So, we, you know, we'll respect them, but, you know, we're going to play hard, and, again, we have to execute that same uh, game we had Friday against Michigan, not only against Minnesota, but against everybody we play against and then uh, basically bury some pucks, uh, yeah. you know, in opportunistic situations to break a game, you know, whether it's 2-2 yeah. two, two or 3-3 three, three type thing. We respect break you, but we're open. respectfully going to whoop your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 Strobes, what, uh, so they're a fast team. What do we got going this weekend? What are, what are the people that are going to go watch the game? What are you going to see? Yep, they're definitely going to uh, activate. Um, they're First of all, they have very good defensemen that control pucks. It's just how they're built. So – they're going to try to possess it. We're going to have to get on them quick. We're going to have to finish our checks, and they're going to want to get up to their forwards uh, and activate. So what I mean by that is, you know, they're probably going to, you know, curl a lot. They're going to be doing a lot of regrouping. They're going to be trying to get four or five guys up the ice into our zone quickly. And so for us, our neutral zone, which is, you know, from blue line to blue line, has to have numbers there, and we have to wall them off. We got to angle really well with our sticks and force dumps. we got to get the puck out of their hands, retrieve it back ourselves. And then for us, it's going to be simple plays behind their D and work their D and then physically pound them so we can go low to high and then, like I said, get net front presence, make sure that we're getting second and third chances and taking the goalie's eyes away and making sure he can't see things and frustrate them. So Jeez. it's going to be methodical. It's everything. going to have to be patient. 
and we're going to have to stay in structure for 60 minutes both nights. The dude is dialed in, Barry. He's ready to rock and roll. There you go. You have the whole game plan right there. <laughs> Strobes, one last question before I let you go. Unfortunately, I hate to do this, but let you guys go. Um, when you're not coaching hockey, watching hockey, recruiting hockey, driving or flying to you know do something hockey, what the hell else do you do with your life? Like, what, do you, what have you been doing? Me? Yeah, what are you doing? Down? Do you have downtime? Like, what do you do? Oh, well, when I drove <laughs> like, to Shattuck, I, I mean, I listen. You're dialed into hockey right now. I you're listen to books on tape, uh, audio books. I mean, Barry and I talk about music a lot or fine wines. I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually just like got two tickets, and I wanted to, to promote this a little bit. Yeah, please do. So a band I used to listen to in the 90s called The Refreshments, uh, Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy was the uh, CD that I had. And uh, I was at One Pacific Highway, went and listened to this summer, um, and they, they were playing a refreshment song. Well, the band broke up, and now they're called Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, and I found them playing at the Shank in Milwaukee no way. on Sunday the 21st, and I got two tickets for Lori and I to go. It was her birthday gift. They're at uh, 8 o'clock. When's her birthday? Her birthday was October 30th, so oh, we're going to go belated, November 21st. Belated, yeah, thank you. But ironically, I couldn't. I was looking everywhere for them, and uh, Roger Klein's still lead singer, and uh, he plays songs uh, called Mekong, Blue Collar Suicide, uh, Mexico, um, Nada. Uh, I'm excited to go, and I hope he plays some of the old awesome. refreshments tunes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's listening. Everyone listens, so he better be. Yeah, That's Roger awesome. Klein, the Peacemakers, at the Shank. I think it only holds 300 people. <laughs> yeah, you've done Shank your due diligence, yeah. Strobes. You've yeah, done your due diligence. place when it's called the Shank, too. Yeah, yeah. it's on the east side yeah. of Milwaukee, just my kind of spot. <laughs> Listen, if anyone was going to try to come after Strobes, I'm taking Strobes, like, like hands down. Uh, by the way, we do have Strobes. I don't know if you know this, but you're on, you're on camera. Uh, Rowdy Nelly usually sits there, and one of our guys here and says, Rowdy all of a sudden got a little older but more handsome. So Whoa, there you go. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so this, there you go, Nell. Sorry. This time, of day, this time morning... Um, and the week I had last week, you know, just busy. It looks like I've been stung by about 30 bees, I think. You know, I'm still kind of puffy up here. Just a little, uh, little, zu- little uh, zucchini or yeah, cucumbers, yeah, little, yeah, cucumbers yeah. on the You're eyes. Right, right, yeah. right. A little mud mask, I'll you know. I'll get in the sauna after practice today and let the... You see in the movie uh, Wedding Crashers, pores opens out. up. Yeah. You see in the movie Wedding Crashers... Um, um, he puts a little maple syrup in his hair and relaxes. So, you know, yeah. Get that going for you. Hey, one segment we're going to have to talk about Barry and I hanging out with Chris Farley uh, over the years in the 90s. Oh, I got another yeah. segment coming up if you guys want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to go uh, strategize again for yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> again, hockey doesn't stop for this guy. Hockey doesn't stop. It Bear. might be a summer. It might be a summer uh, segment. We'll Done. do it in the summer. You got it. You guys are always welcome. Um, I'm glad. Who, did you guys break in? Who let you in? Like, I'm, I'm so proud that you guys got in. Well, they had to send yeah. RJ hey, to get you. Use the old credit card in between the lock uh, and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> to, quote, to, quote, to quote Nate Dog, if you crack the door, I'm going to kick it in. So you guys kicked it in. Find and a way. Crushed Find it a way. here on the Strobes. <laughs> Thanks I'm, for I having us. I feel like I'm a coach now. Like, I have all this information I have. All right. Go get him against Minnesota. Bear, you the man. Thanks so much. Evo, nice seeing you guys. Uh, RJ. Yep. And the podcast you guys are both on, I highly suggest everyone go check those out because these guys are awesome. Life is back on sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. And we now, Zach, 
our sports director, a lot of people listening. Don't get too nervous, okay, Zachy? There's like the universe is listening, all right, my friend? Yes, this is a big moment, big moment for me. Well, okay, Zach Halpern, a sports director, joining us right now. You actually just did a hit with Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show, but he's filling in for WKTY's morning show. How was uh, Grant? He couldn't be with us yesterday because of what he was doing. Uh, how, how was Grant? Is he doing all right? He's spent, yeah, well, he's he's a little angsty over the Brewers because, Shocking. Uh, yes, because of the because of the Braves. He uh, apparently now likes Aaron Rodgers because of what he did last Thursday. And he says uh, he doesn't think Wisconsin's any good. So those, those, were his, those were the th- three things I took from our conversation today. Did I tell you that Grant Bill stayed over at my house for the Army game? You did? I, I knew that was happening. You didn't tell me. Uh, that he actually did, but uh, I oh, believe yeah. he told me it was happening. Oh yeah, yeah. we 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 tried to make a man out of him. We don't we don't know if it took uh, with the drinking and the shots and the you know uh, yelling about literature and Quick Trip at eleven thirty. Oh jeez. Yeah, we were screaming. Um, Grant Bills and Rowdy was collateral damage in all of this. Of so who was the better author, William Shakespeare or Ernest Hemingway? I think we all agreed it was Hemingway. Yes, uh, you, you you and Nellie both seem very well read. So. Thank you, thank you. I actually was going to school to be uh, an English teacher because of uh, of an uh, English teacher I loved in high school with the AP Lit and AP Lang, Zach. That and I, I speak really English. Too. And Rowdy speaks <laughs> fluent English. <laughs> you say, did you, it, that lasted about a semester, right? Uh, two. I'd say two. two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Math okay. was my downfall. And yeah, booze. Me too. And booze. Uh, Zach Halpern, yeah. our sports director, joining us right now. <laughs> hey, Zach. Uh, Rowdy, tell tell Zach and you know Zach and his the big reporter that he is. He can run with a story with this. Tell what happens when uh, someone beats the Brewers in the playoffs. The stat. Well, they guaranteed to make the World Series, and seventy five percent of the time they'll win it. Yeah. Appreciate that, Adam McKelvey. I'm sorry. Adam McKelvey tweeted that out last night. More evidence that everyone listens. We've already Dude, been, I we've been talking about this, this for weeks, for like a month. Yeah, I'm just I'm just messing with you. More, yeah, no, Zach, it's just it, more evidence that everyone listens. So thank you, yeah, Adam, no, for it, listening. It's a guarantee, right? Like it's <laughs> it's almost it's seventy five percent. And and I'll 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 say like uh, everyone talked about how the Brewers weren't playing well. Like I think Grant, are you guys momentum guys? Does momentum matter? Oh my God! I yes. Am, yes. Yes. Come on. Okay. All right. All right. Did they cavemen went, think, did cavemen discover fire? Yes. I think they ended up going twenty and seven over the last twenty seven games. It matters. Yeah, it, it totally matters. matters. It, it matters. It, it matters. Play matters if you're playing well, and uh, they were and. That's why they're World Series champions, and the Brewers were not going to the playoffs, and it's why they're not, despite having the pitching staff that they did. Yeah, we got to talk. Uh, no, no, yeah, dude. It's well, I mean, Soler was the World Series MVP. The dude was mashing three hundred and hit three go-ahead home runs. So our MVP Christian Yelich um, couldn't even like hit the broadside of a barn. You know, like, like yeah. it's yeah. Anyways, uh, Zach, uh, young Ben Kenny uh, around here. He had this tweet out that I just had to laugh at. And I have to, you know, get your take on this. So Wisconsin came out as a number twenty-one in the mm. college football playoff committee. In your wonderful, beautiful, extremely well-read and fantastic article at MadCitySportsOne.com, you had mentioned in it that there's no chance in hell—not uh, your words, my words—that Wisconsin gets to the college football playoffs. Young Ben Kenny tweets out. Wisconsin wins out, Georgia wins out, Bama loses to Auburn at LSU, Cincinnati loses to SMU, USF, ECU, Michigan State loses to Purdue, Maryland, Penn State, Michigan loses to Indiana, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State loses to Nebraska, and UW the Big Ten title game. That could do it. Do you think that has a chance? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will say this. 
if they actually went ahead and went through with the, and it wouldn't have happened this year, but uh, expansion of the, the playoffs to 12 teams, yeah, Wisconsin's certainly still in the mix. So how is Wisconsin doing it right now, Zach? I mean, obviously they control their own destiny and uh, getting to a you know Big Ten West champion, get to the title game. Is it solely predicated on that defense and now the emergence of Braylon Allen? I think it's uh, the fact that they have turned into Iowa when it comes to turnovers. They've... <laughs> Uh, Iowa, through the first six games, was the best uh, team in the country in terms of turnover margin. Wisconsin was last. And now Wisconsin's plus six over the last two games. They didn't turn the ball over for the first time in 12 games uh, against Iowa. And when you do that and your defense is playing the way it is and giving you those short fields, like the defense gave the offense multiple short fields. They got stopped one time. All right, well, I guess we'll just get it back again and, and give you another shot. And they did. And the offense punched in. The defense play at a different level, obviously, but it's the ability to force turnovers. And those sometimes you're sometimes it's luck, right? Like they had nothing to do with the guy fumbling on the on the punt return. They had nothing to do with the guy fumbling on the goal line. But they they took advantage of those opportunities. Some like it felt like their turnover luck earlier in the year, those balls would have found their way back into Iowa's hands. And right now they're finding their way into Wisconsin's hands and that's important. But offensively, yeah, it's being able to run the ball with Braylon Allen to a lesser extent, Ches Malusi, and uh, you know, being Wisconsin, being Wisconsin, and uh, they did that very, very well against Iowa. Excuse me. So, Zach, uh, looking at you know Wisconsin, Rutgers coming up here. Are you going out to New Jersey, by the way? Yes. <laughs> you sound very excited to head out there to watch is, the Scarlet Knights. <laughs> it is among the worst trips ever. Like I, so I went out. I've only been there once uh, back in 2014, and. The place I used to work for would set up my accommodations, yeah. and uh, <laughs> the place they set me up out there was a Quality Inn in New Jersey. I'm sure it was it far was, from quality. It could not be further from quality. Was it a like, pay-by-the-hour place? It, 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 the way I walked in there, and, the, and it was the, the people that were talking, the way they were talking and everything like that, yes, I went up to the, up to the room, the bed was like halfway off its hinges like they you could hear people yelling in the in the room next door <laughs> i lasted honestly i lasted like about 10 minutes there and uh so what'd you then do i went i went uh booked a hotel with my own money at another place <laughs> i'm like there's just not a chance in hell this is happening and so uh what you, you yeah. didn't want any, you didn't want any like you know drugs or um you know um, I wanted, pe- people I, at I the night yeah i wanted absolutely nothing to do with you that you just place. wanted to cover football I just, I just wanted to, to stay alive. I wanted, I didn't want to have any, I didn't want to have any incidents happening that I wasn't able to cover football the next day. So, yes, I, uh, I got out of there and spent my own money on a hotel. It was, it was the best money I've ever spent. I would have given it at least one night. Yeah, well, one no, chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Wake up with bed bugs, then we'll probably call it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Uh, no ringing, ringing endorsement to go visit New Jersey then, especially New at a Jersey quality in. New Jersey, and I, I, I mean this in the best possible way, but New Jersey is the worst state in the union. And um, <laughs> I mean this in the I best would, possible way. Yeah, I would uh, prefer never to go. But um, 
here we are on Friday, and, and well, we're going. And thankfully, so. you didn't have me set up the accommodations for you. I think you were in charge of setting up your own accommodations, so that's nice. I was, yes. And uh, and I'm turns out you're going right back to the – oh, you're not – I thought you were going back. Sorry. <laughs> That'd thought, be amazing, right? I thought you wanted to go live life on the edge, Zach. Mm-hmm. You, if you ain't living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Zach Halpern, <laughs> our sports director, joining us right now. So uh, another comment – you just made a funny comment, uh, which you you know do besides your amazing nuggets on Wisconsin sports. But, Zach, we had a caller, uh, one of your favorites – of all time, Dave from Anona called in yesterday, and he said that uh, Graham Mertz couldn't hold his grandma's jock. I died laughing. Graham Mertz is is the way that Badgers go. Obviously, we have the defense, we got the running attack now, but Graham Mertz, you know, taking care of the football a little bit right now is as good as the defense is, as good as the running backs is. Is Graham Mertz the one to take us playing mistake-free football and making timely throws coming up here to get to a Big Ten championship game? As like, long as he doesn't turn the as long as he doesn't turn the ball over like he did earlier in the year, yeah, of course. I mean, that's we've seen what it looks like when he doesn't force throws into bad areas that are picked off. The last two weeks happened. They won by an average of eighteen and a half points against ranked opponents. They beat ranked opponents back-to-back weeks for the first time since twenty seventeen. So. They, yeah, it, it comes, if Graham is able to not turn the ball over and make a couple throws, he made like that one drive that he had to the, the first touchdown drive, went five for five, hit five different receivers for 52 yards, and then barely almost overthrew Jake Ferguson in the end zone, but still it's a touchdown. Still and got it, like, still got it. Still got it, still good. I think he started nine of 10, right? That, that's fantastic. You can live with that, right? Yeah. You can certainly live with that. What you can't live with is going, two for 10 the rest of the way like that is that's not going to get it done against quality opponents luckily for them not exactly a lot of quality opponents on the schedule the rest of the way yeah, who's the uh, hardest opponent coming up here who's the hardest on the schedule minnesota think, at the end yeah i think it depends who you talk to some people think it's nebraska because nebraska's offense is can, can put up some points but i think if you're wisconsin and your defense you're feeling pretty good about that i would say minnesota but again i don't know how good minnesota is they They've lost two games, one to Ohio State, no shame in that. ton of shame in their other loss, Oof. Bowling Green, Oof. as a 31-point. That, that boat yeah. was sunk. Yeah, by 30, they were a 31-point favorite in that game mm. and lost. You hate to see it. Um, you do. And they haven't really beaten anybody else. Obviously, they've beaten Purdue just like Wisconsin. But um, we'll see. I think that probably is their toughest game. It's either them or, or uh, Nebraska, but I think that speaks volumes about What's left on their schedule? I don't know about Nebraska, dude. We saw before you visited us at the Red Zone on Saturday. Nelly and I saw what looked to be Scott Frost at the bar. I don't know if he's applying for a job there or just trying to drink his sorrows away, but we're pretty sure we saw Scott Frost at the bar at the Red Zone. I wouldn't doubt that, and and he will be able to join you. I'm pretty sure, uh, assuming the rest of the season goes the well, way this hey, has. But we run a successful <laughs> radio show here. Scott Frost will come and just dive bomb us. We he is not invited. They are. Like they have Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa left on their schedule here in the regular season. That's three and nine. I don't know how he comes back from that, but they have been in these games. Like they took Michigan State to overtime uh, on the road. They took Michigan to overtime at home. They've been in a lot of these games, just haven't been able to finish. So I, I think there's some danger there. But I would probably, I would certainly say at this point, Minnesota. Just because um, that's what I, I would say that they're, they're ahead of Wisconsin, right? What about I mean, Northwestern? I know they stink, but that, weird things happen when they play against the Wildcats. Yeah, they're horrible. Like that offense, like <laughs> their, their offense, their <laughs> offense is horrible. Like you look at the offenses they're going to play over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think Rutgers hasn't scored more than twenty points mm. uh, against a um, against 
a Big Ten team, mm. so that's going to be a problem. Uh, and obviously they face uh, Northwestern's offense as well. And uh, there's 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 some nasty <laughs> offense. Like if you think like you think Wisconsin's offense is bad, and it has certainly been for a large stretch of this year. These other offenses are uh, even worse. I got a question real quick about Scott Frost and his future. Do you think there's any way if he is let go by Nebraska, he finds a niche with PJ Fleck in Minnesota? I mean, they're both all about fake championships. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, you know, they got the Jostens guy already ready for that, that final game against Wisconsin, Minnesota, right? Like, you you know, you know, he's got that co big 10 West champion. ring already, already, already mapped out for sure. Uh, yes. I mean, Scott Frost is, is, uh, is 10 times better. Uh, well, he won a national championship, not a big 10 West title in terms. Yes. True. In terms of just the way that he acts (laughs) compared to PJ Fleck, I would take Scott Frost every single day of the week, every single day. PJ Fleck. Like when we saw Frost at the red zone on Saturday, I would have a beer with him. If I saw PJ Fleck, I would, I would ask the bouncers to kick him out. I'd be like, yo, this guy's (laughs) causing a disturbance. Can you make him leave? Thank you. Uh, Zach, before I ask you just a couple Packer questions really quick here, did you get the Grit Factory hat and or T-shirt ordered that uh, Colin Wilder uh, put out there? I have not yet done that. Uh, probably that's on my list of things to get done today for sure. Uh, follow, follow-up question. Do you guys like it? Well, here, here's, the, here's my question. <laughs> in the one day that the Grit Factory hat debuted – do you think in the one day it outsold Graham Mertz in its entirety of Mertz's gear out uh, so far? Uh, I have not seen yeah. anyone wear Graham Mertz gear, by the way. I have. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple of people around the stadium wearing it. Are they but, blind? Uh, I'm almost pretty sure all these were bought before the season. Oh, um, okay. You know what I mean? That like, makes, that makes and I should say I saw him in the Penn State game. Oh, okay. So yeah, then yeah, so that makes sense then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Though yeah. no, the the grit the grit factory hats certainly so. I think they're cool, dude. I think the I think you asked that the grit factory hats are badass. I I like it. I do too. But I'm, I'm now. My question is: Are they actually able to wear it on the sideline? Any? I don't because, think so. According to yeah, RJ and his um, the research department. Yeah, he says no. Yeah, and his his research is the Wisconsin State Journal, who uh, came out and I, I shouldn't say it. I don't know that. For yeah, sure. you don't know that. We have I don't our, know for the shirt. Zach, you me know we have our com- own research department. Me and him had a conversation about this yesterday, so I kind of know. But, uh, yes, I, I don't think they're going to be able to, uh, to wear them on the sideline. Maybe the original? I don't know. Well, the Either original way. was just a hat he bought with a Sharpie. Mar- like, he used a Sharpie on it, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Which he, had, he, did, he traced outlines off, <laughs> off of it because he didn't want to screw it up the first time he did it. So he tra- they, had tra- they traced outlines on the before – Actually, put it on the hat itself. Smart guy. I mean, that makes sense, dude. Him and Scott Nelson, yeah. Incredible. Uh, Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. God's gift to Wisconsin sports. Zach, before I let you go, uh, were you surprised that the Packers, despite Matt LaFleur saying that, you know, him and Brian Gutekunst were working hard and then Aaron Rodgers talking about how they had good conversations uh, with the, you know, the GM Goody, were you surprised that they didn't do anything uh, when it comes to bringing in someone at the trade deadline? No doubt. Yeah, I have no doubt that they were trying to do something, but I'm not surprised that they didn't. And it was, I don't want to say comical, but kind of, <laughs> to hear Rogers talk about why they weren't making moves, and everyone saying that the you know the the salary cap doesn't exist. And Pat McAfee has been has been a guy that's been on that hardcore. Like the salary cap doesn't exist. You can do whatever you want. And Aaron Rodgers sitting there talking about how 
they don't have any room in the salary cap to make any big moves, any splash moves. So uh, I thought that was kind of funny um, because everyone's saying that this, the salary cap doesn't mean anything, and here's the quarterback who had he restructured his deal mm. Um, <laughs> and, and moved some money around, they'd have some money to play with right now. And, uh, of course, they don't. And, uh, you know, same thing with Devontae Adams. Like, all these guys yeah. want to go all in, and uh, had they been willing to either give the extension. I, I know I, I don't have a problem with Adams. Adams deserves to be the highest. Yeah, he's a baller, dude. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, no. Yeah, well, no, I mean, he, he could have restructured and they would have he, some money. He could have done. Yes. So to, quote, are... to quote Happy Gilmore's grandmother, when Happy asked why she didn't pay her taxes, she goes, well, I didn't have any money. So that's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's what the Packers is. So yeah. <laughs> before I let you go, Zach, what do you think happens um, at Arrowhead as the Chiefs definitely um, on a different trajectory than the Packers right now? What do you think happens at Arrowhead Stadium Sunday? Ooh, I think it's going to be a good game. Do, do you still – I still think Patrick Mahomes is good. Yeah, he's. I, don't, I think he's, I think he's more worried about what his brother and uh, fiance are doing on TikTok. Yeah, it's just a tough scene. I, I feel like I feel like it's a it's a Chiefs victory, but I think the Packers are playing with with house money after going out and getting that win on Thursday. You know what I mean? Like if they go and lose to Kansas City, it is what it is. Uh, you've, you've, if you were to split these two games, um, would be a win. And they've, they've already got the one win, so if they go ahead and, and pull another one out, it'd be amazing. But I think they're playing with house money at this point, and um, I guess I would kind of tend towards Kansas City. But Zach, we'll see. Zach, that yeah. offense, their, their, offense has, their offense has not been great, and their defense sucks. Uh, I don't. I think Daniel Sorensen is going to be in Aaron Rodgers' sight line a bunch on, uh, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I think some of, the crowd, some of the crowd might think it's actually Chris Conti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, Zach, yes. Zach, and, and, and I expect Aaron Rodgers to treat him as such. Zach, you, we love you, dude. Like you are, Man. you're a breath of fresh air here on this wild and crazy mm. show. You know, you, you just, yeah. you're on team. Bring it, boots to asses, my guy, Zach Halperin. Mm. Zach, right. uh, make sure you get your head on a swivel when you're out in New Jersey. Okay, uh, we don't want you okay. uh, people yelling in the hotel room next to you or bed bugs or people selling crack or anything. Okay, we want you, we want you safe out there. All right. So no crack. You guys don't. Yeah, want don't me to don't bring do drugs. Home? Don't do drugs. You don't want me to bring any home for you. No, I don't want you taking. I don't want TSA having to like give you some kind of like you know cavity search or anything. All right. Okay. All right. You don't you don't like ass crack. All right. Cool. No. No. Yeah. Or crack. Ass crack or crack. Uh, okay. You can gamble out there though. Can you make some bets for us? Sure. What do you What do you want to bet on? We'll uh, We'll We'll DM you. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. We love you, Zach. Have a good one, brother. All right. There he is. All right. Later. Bye bye. Tell Dane we said hi. Daner. There is Zach Heilprin. and hopefully his dog Dane. Daner. All right, Rowdy. News of the weird, though. Uh, I got two. I man, which one do I want to pick? I will go Von Miller just because the uh, trade deadline just happened. Von Miller, probably the biggest move that was made, went to the L.A. Rams in exchange for a second and third round pick to the Broncos. But Rowdy, I was reading this yesterday. A source with direct knowledge to the situation with the Broncos said there was more to why Von Miller was moved. Apparently. Now, I don't know if I've heard like uh, when Monte Ball was around here, he was talking about Von Miller's Halloween party. He was, you know, played for the Denver Broncos. Apparently, Von Miller became very upset with his teammates when they declined to kick in for his annual Halloween party. It is a massive affair with six figure price tag. It also featured Quavo from Migos to perform. Uh, Apparently, everyone who was invited thought they were just indeed invited to a party. And then Von Miller gave them a bill. Even some of the rookies who were expected to kick in a large chunk of change and everyone on the team that was like not aware of 
what was going on were like, I thought it was just an invitation to your Halloween party. But Von Miller said no, they needed to pony up. And it got so bad, apparently, according to the source, that Von Miller said he would start like making it awkward and incensed in the locker room if they didn't pony up the, the cash. So Von Miller, who's made over $90 million in his career, threatened to disrupt the Broncos' locker room chemistry over what, in his mind, was an unpaid debt. I would just not run to the party then. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely on Von Miller. <laughs> you can't invite people and then say, oh, by the way, here's a bill. Oh, but uh, Migos, uh, Quavo from Migos, he's looking for uh, an extra 20000 Can you just kick in for that, uh, Rook? It's like, yeah. I don't, it's like, I don't even like Migos, dude. I'm more of a rock guy. So there you go. Von Miller now can take his talents to uh, L.A., maybe throw a New Year's Eve party and charge Matt Stafford and company uh, for the bill. <laughs> How'd you like to be invited to a party and then you get tabbed with a bill at the end and the guy's then threatening you? Let's go to the phones. Who's this? What up, fellas? Mitch Madison. Yo, what up, big homie? What's How we living? Dude, imagine, like you said, getting invited to a Halloween party, getting there, having to sit through a performance by a mumble rapper, <laughs> and then at the end of the party, he's like, all right, you got to pay me. Like, on your rookie salary where the government's already taken half, oh, yeah. and you got invited. Oh, dude, I would never talk to that guy again. So if people are just tuning in and wondering what Mitch and Madison is talking about, a report has come out that Von Miller, part of the reason why he was traded away from the Broncos to the Rams is he throws a Halloween party every year. But this year, it was six figures. Me, uh, Quavo from Migos was there. Von Miller then gave a bill to like everyone that was there. They were invited under the guise of it being a party and then forced to pay money. And if they didn't, Von said he was going to disrupt the locker room and the team chemistry. <laughs> I just wouldn't have went then. I was like, thanks, but no thanks, Von. Dude, it's just like what? Are, what are? What have we become? It's like you made ninety mil. You've ninety million dollars. You invited me. You know. That's what I know. It's not even a, honestly. It's not even about how much money the guy no, makes. It's but about you, you invited invite, me. Right, right. You, you say, hey, come over to my party, uh, and. Is uh, Bob or, 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 or how about this, Mitch? How about this? If you, if you know, people like common people like us were getting invited to a Halloween party, yeah, the common and folk. and someone says. Yeah, it's BYOB or bring a dish to pass. You know that beforehand. Yeah. You're not getting right. a bill yeah. for someone that paid to have like someone cater something mm-hmm. when you had no idea what the and hell was going Quavo on. And to hear Quavo mumble over a beat. Oh, my God. Dude, speaking of that, and I don't want to be like the old guy in the room, but the, the, that they're terrible. And <laughs> like... <laughs> But, uh, no, I like some songs. It's just like it's just it's just like well, mumble rap. Yeah, but that's what, I mean, the, some songs are decent because of how produced everything yeah, is. The beats, have yeah, you, yeah. Have you seen the? If you haven't seen this, look it up. The Twenty One Savage, uh, where he's oh yeah, dude. Twenty One Savage is like Twenty One, Twenty One. Yeah, he mumbles everything. Yeah. No, if you look him up, it's the Atlanta Hawks halftime, and like the music cuts out in the middle of his song so he's just forced to actually rap with no music it's it, it's like it'd be like me out there 21, oh 21. it's so bad it, it's it's hilariously bad and he's just look at his face and he doesn't know what to do it's like 21. yeah you guys have no talent you're just 
overly produce. I would love I to pick- make that money, though. Like, if I could go up there and oh. just mumble nonsense and make millions and millions of dollars, sign me up. I'll sign on the dotted line right now. Oh, for sure, yeah. I'm not a hater, and I like the paycheck, but I'm not going to respect yeah. you. Well, here's the thing. I just yeah. don't want to be invited to a Halloween party, and then when I'm done partying and having fun, then I'm footed with a bill. Right. Then exactly. I just wouldn't have, I wouldn't have went in the first place. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's like Migos, for example, it's like they read... Uh, Were they at a Super Bowl? They're reading a Dr. Seuss book and just over a beat. Were they at the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's what they. And Snoop talks about that, and he rips on him pretty good, and that's that's a good little interview. Mitch, is Von Miller for D-Bag of the Week, by the way? Oh yeah, for sure. Second, I'll second that. All right, he's up. You the man, Mitch. Nice. Yes, sir. Love you, brother. Have a good weekend, good fellas. Brother. I might be able to come out on Friday. Go we'll listen see. to Oh, really? Go listen to some bad and bougie. Cooking up double the Uzi. See you, buddy. I'll right, second bye. that because he didn't give anyone a heads up beforehand. Like I said, with like the if you're going to a Halloween party, if it's BYOB, they're gonna let you know that. Yeah. Or, or bring, a, ba- bring dish a dish to, to pass. pass. Or bring, they're gonna yeah. let you know that. The reason why he's a D bag is because all of a sudden it was, well, well, at the end, here you go. Oh, and if you don't pay up, I'm gonna disrupt the locker room. You just because he's bad and bougie. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We, we were going to hit break, but hang on. We just had breaking news. I just saw it. Jesus. H. Macy. Oh, my God. This is not good. Oh, sweet mother of God. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Charles Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19. He will be out against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. No! Hey. No! It's it's Jordan Love time. No! For for everyone that wanted to trade Aaron Rodgers. Kirk Ben Kirk, I blame you! And to get him out of town, it is now Jordan Love time. Yeah, he is now the only officially... Healthy quarterback on the roster. So, no! is Matt Lafleur the backup QB? Kirk Ben Kirk. <laughs> no, it's Randall Cobb. You see Kirk Ben Kirk? They just put him on COVID list yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he's playing Call of Duty though. He's having a good life. Good. Sorry, it's J Love's time. Hey, now hey, good watch, thing they didn't trade him yesterday. Now watch, <laughs> now watch Jordan Love come out, ball out. What if Jordan Love got the COVID? He, and then he beats Kansas City. Well, what happens if Jay Love got the COVID? Uh, Ian Rappaport just put out a banger of a tweet. He said, Packers QB Jordan Love, who the team drafted in the first round, will start against the Chiefs. Here's my question. Um, I want to swear. I want to say an F word right Here's now. Here's my question. How have... Frick! How were the Green Bay Packers... How were the Green Bay Packers Fudge. one of the teams in the NFL last year that came away, for the most part, pretty unscathed mm. from COVID, and now all of a sudden they have God. the COVIDs? They got the virus. Last year, they said they were taking all these precautions. They got the virus. You know, they were doing this. They're split out, blah, 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 staying away, socially distanced. And obviously, I don't they, know, Rowdy. It's Kirk they Banker's hardly fault. had any issues with COVID. Now, all of a sudden, they say like the team's like 98% vaccinated. Now, now they're having COVID issues. God! Dude! 
I'm screaming in the microphone, but we have to take a break. Something doesn't work. Let your math add it up. This is sucks. This stinks. This game stinks now. Can't. Hmm. I'm going to yell off air.